Hi, welcome to Halfa Wildlife's podcast with me, John Stallone, and Charles Whitwam. Thank you for joining us. Each episode, we'll be diving into current issues surrounding wildlife management, conservation, and hunting and fishing. We want to shed a light on these subjects, offer insight on how you can get involved, because a well-informed sportsman is an effective sportsman. So stay tuned as we bring you into the pack. These first few podcasts are episodes we recorded with some of our fellow podcasters who had us on their shows, but stay tuned for the original content coming soon. Hey guys, this is a of a conversation that um, I had with Sam Ayers of the Wild Initiative. Um, he had me on his podcast and we had a really good conversation about conservation, for wildlife, uh, some of the stuff that was going on in Arizona, and uh, it's just a good all-around podcast, and I think it's uh, a good message for you all to, to listen to, so without further ado. Everybody's got their little niche, and it's an individual sport, but the problem is it's our biggest weakness. It's not on the ballot. It's not on the chopping block yet, but it's, this is the first step to doing it. And that's what we're trying to do right here is get get that knocked out. They want to stop the hunting of lions, bears, and bobcats. And they don't realize the damage that they will do. Last year, we were instrumental in getting rid of the bear ban. We got 20,000 signatures in two and a half days. I don't care if you're a Democrat. I don't care if you're a Republican, Libertarian, Martian. Doesn't matter to me. If you care about wildlife and you want to see things continue the way they're continuing, this is something you need to do. This is John Stallone with Days in the Wild, and you're listening to The Wild Initiative. All right, y'all. So hopping right into today's episode, uh, this next guest, I think this officially makes him hand over fist the uh, most repeat repeat guest I've had on the podcast. Um I'd have to look back and see how many times I've had you on, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, he's back. Uh, we've got some important stuff to discuss, but uh, John, thank you so much for hopping on. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Um, it's, you know, some important stuff we're going to be talking about today. Normally we're on here shooting the shit about, well, not really. Actually, we did, a, we did a really good podcast. I've actually referenced that podcast several times uh, on the when we were talking about the hunter up initiative and yep. a lot of this kind of goes hand in hand with that so um that that might be one you want to link to this to this episode yeah i'll definitely link back uh link back to all the podcasts we were part of but that hunter up one was definitely also super important information but i think i think this makes four four times you've been on the podcast maybe five i'd have to at least yeah i'd have to i'd have to look i'm curious now but uh I know yeah. I was like one of your first guests, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. It's it's weird, man. It just kind of feels like I've always been doing this. But uh, thinking back to those days, it was a trip. Yeah. No, tell me about it. Well, I've been doing it forever. Jeez, my dog's barking. Somebody's at my door. Sorry about that. Oh, good. Um, so uh, let's just dig right into the meat of this. I mean, yeah. I don't want to, you know, we can shoot the shit all day long, but Let's get right into the meat of this. Um, Humane Society is uh, there's basically setting up a coordinated attack uh, during this open comment period uh, on the hunting regulations in Arizona. Correct. And, um, you know, first and foremost that, you know, I 
I want to call this out because I don't want people that say, Oh, I'm never going to hunt Arizona to just shut this off immediately. Like, right. I want to, before we even get into it, I just want to call this out. Every battle we lose frees up resources for groups like the humane society and PETA and all these other people frees up resources for them to then attack something that may be relevant to you. I mean, it's the oldest, oldest scene in the book, the, you know, you know, I wasn't a, I wasn't a lion hunter. So when they came for the lion hunters, (laughs) I referenced about that today, actually, I talked to somebody else and I referenced that it's, but you know, here, here's the other thing too. It, it, it also sets precedents. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they can say, Oh, look, look what we did in Arizona or look what we did in California. We, We got rid of mountain lion hunting and the deer herds better for it. Like, no, it's not but they can't do that because their science doesn't back it up, but they'll say that and mm-hmm. they'll use that. Um, the other thing is once they've gotten the foot in the door, it opens up the can, it opens up a can of worms for other things basically. So we, it's so important. And this is what we talked about on that hunter initiative, hunter up initiative is we have to be united. We have to, I know it's such a tough thing because yeah, the elk hunters, the deer hunters, you know, the predator hunters, the duck hunters, the wing shooters, the sheep guys, everybody's got their little niche and it's an individual sport. But the problem is it's our biggest weakness. And the other side knows that is that we're so divided, so to speak, in between us, because we don't really, we don't really lock arms about anything, right? Because we all have our own little niche. And if it you know, a guy in South Carolina who hunts whitetail and hogs doesn't give a shit about a guy in, you know, in New Mexico or Montana who hunts elk, right? Like it doesn't, it, that doesn't affect me. Why, why should I care? But it does affect you because like we were saying, it sets precedence. Once they win in one state, they go to another state. And, and what happens is as soon as they start opening up the door and, and like, well, let me back up a little bit. Something about, I don't know how to put it. There's no, there's no, I'm just going to rip the bandaid off. Hunting exists because of greed. Okay. It does because it's a large money making machine and the government doesn't want to see it go away because of that. But if there's enough squeaky wheels, they're going to start appeasing the squeaky wheels, right? And if those squeaky wheels figure out a way to replace the income somehow, some way, I don't know how they would even do it, but then we won't exist. So we need to be relevant all the time. We need to stick to our guns. We need to hold on to anything and everything possible that we possibly can. And, and to do that, we have to be united when it comes to stuff like this. You don't have to be into bear hunting. You don't have to be into predator hunting. You don't even have to be into elk. I don't, it doesn't matter. You just need to be a hunter and understand that there's another guy out there that loves hunting. It's just a differing hunting just as much as you do. And he's your friend, you know? And I know it's such a tough thing because we have such competition. You go out in the field, you run into other hunters. You're like, fuck, there's other guys here. Damn it. You know, it's so, it's such a competitive thing and it's going to become more competitive because it's going to get harder and harder and harder to do. So you're going to be competing for a smaller chunk of the pie. And 
that's why we can't lose anymore. And that's why it's important that we keep on doing what we're doing and, or excuse me, not keep on doing what we're doing. We need to keep on supporting each other when stuff like this comes up. So that being said, whether you hunt in Arizona, you don't hunt in Arizona, or you plan to hunt in Arizona, this is important to you. Which I do want to say one thing, let's face it. If you're not planning on hunting in Arizona, you're, you're, I don't think you're that smart regardless. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, come on. It's awesome. <laughs> it is. Arizona is an awesome place for sure. Um, honestly, I haven't been to, I haven't been to another state that I didn't think was awesome. So there's, there's opportunity and wonderment and adventure in every, every state, even the flats, flat states, man. Like, it doesn't even have to be a Western hunt. I've been all over the Eastern seaboard, all over the South, uh, been a lot of places in the Midwest. And I mean, it's just, it's just all different and it's an adventure and it's something to enjoy and cherish. And that's what I'm fighting for. So, you know, hopping right into this now, um, right now we're in the open comment period for, uh, Arizona hunting regulations, effectively right. what they do every year. And uh, why don't you explain kind of what that is, what's going on with that? Sure. So every five years, the, by law, the Arizona game and fish are going to evaluate the current regulations and rules. And they have an open comment period from January 1st to the 31st. So we're a little bit behind the ball here. So we've got to get on it and, and show force very quickly. Um, what's going on is these anti-hunting groups are making comments underneath the radar. And no, cause we don't know, we don't know that something's going on. They don't, we don't know that they're sending emails and they're sending emails. So on January 31st, when the commission goes and opens up the emails and they see 2000, 3000 emails from anti-hunters saying, we want you to ban you know, uh, spore hunting of lions, bears, and bobcats, then they have to, because there's no comments from us saying we want this and that we believe in this type of management tool, uh, so on and so forth. They have to now begin the process of possibly removing those because public, the public wants it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's not on the ballot. It's not on the chopping block yet, but it's, this is the first step to doing it. And that's the, that's what we're trying to do. That's what we're trying to do right here is get, get that knocked out. And, um, I, I can see you want to say something, but real quick, I have, I'm on the board and I've been part of a, a, a new organization. And I told you about this a little, a little while back, powerful wildlife, powerful wildlife is spearheading this, this is what it was designed to do. Um, it is an organization that specifically deals with management, wildlife management and hunting and fishing uh, as it is, as it relates to hunting and fishing. Okay. So what does that mean? So anytime there's a ban of, of hunting that doesn't meet a scientific goal, like you can, you can understand if an animal's getting extinct or whatever, you know, fine, that makes sense. But if it's going to hurt hunting and it's going to hurt wildlife, then 
we're going to go after it. And how the the premise behind Howl is you you become a member. There's no no fee to become a member. There's no membership fee. You're not going to get monthly newsletters or you know constant emails. We're not going to ask you for for money and so on and so forth. Yes, it does run on donation. If you and if you make great make a donation, great. If not, it's fine. The only time you will get an email from Howl is when something like this comes up and we need you to stand up with us. Um, so, and the reason why it's called Howl is because we want to come together as a pack and give one loud voice and, you know, nip it in the bud basically and, uh, <laughs> and basically get it before it gets to the courts, before it goes to the ballot box. Um, and if it gets to the ballot box and, you know, we have other things, other tools and so on and so forth, but the main goal is to eliminate, eliminate the threat before it even gets that far. And that's, uh, just because it, uh, it doesn't necessarily pop up when you just Google search for it. It is howlforwildlife.org. Correct. Uh, to make sure to check that out. Cause there's another older website that's, uh, uh, well, it's not exactly what we're looking to, uh, promote. Right. <laughs> also has co-opted the name, but uh, yeah, that's howlforwildlife.org. Um, so, you know, kind of what I, what I was going to say is this comment period, it, the big problem we have is, you know, we see that, you know, the regulations year after year, we're pretty happy, you know, maybe you want something small to change, whatever it is, but generally, you know, you're not, you're not going in and commenting on, the things you want to keep there. You right. like, you would have n- exactly. there's no, there's no indication of why, why would I go comment? Cause you're happy with status quo. Exactly. Like I'm not going to, uh, you know, Montana opens up our comments. I'm not going to sit there and be like, yes, I would like to keep elk hunting. I would like to keep mule deer hunting. I would like to keep pronghorn hunting. I would like yes. to keep upland game hunting. I would like to keep like, it's <laughs> exactly. like, really, it's going to be a long freaking email. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, and, and you can't do that. You know, they're going to get annoyed eventually. And <laughs> but that's why. So I'm, I'm going to put mm-hmm. this out there. We are looking for liaisons in each state. Somebody that could keep their finger on the pulse of what is going on. Uh, we have somebody in California. We're talking to people in Arizona now and uh, we're talking to somebody in New Mexico. Um, so we definitely need all the other Western states, especially. Uh, but I would like to do this for the whole country. And that liaison would be like, hey, guess what? They're coming after us for this in this state. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this up we're not dealing with so like we just dealt with trail camera ban and stuff here in Arizona and Utah trail camera ban. We're we're Hal's not going to get involved in stuff like that. That is not our focus because it doesn't really uh, deal directly with wildlife management, and that's our that is our goal. You know, to deal directly with the wildlife management, science based wildlife management stuff that is not a people problem or an emotional issue. So. You know what I mean? And that's having that is, is so necessary because like we said, you're not going to go in and comment on everything you want to keep. It's just, it's impractical. And you know, when you have, have groups like the humane society, the, um, which is the, the most ludicrous name I've ever heard, but that's it. They don't do a goddamn thing for animals, man. Not a I, single one with all, 
all the money that they spend is on, excuse me, I keep getting the hiccups. All the money they spend is on litigation and is spent trying to break our, our balls. Seriously, that's what they do. They're, they make billions of dollars a year. And it, all the money goes to hurting you and me. That's their only goal in life. They do zero. Zero. You want to, if they took that money and they put it into habitat and they put it into building water holes and you know transplanting uh, animals and doing, dude, do you know how awesome that would be? This that we'd have the mecca. The country would be full of animals everywhere. Mm-hmm. But no, they chose their route is to break our balls. Excuse my friends, but that's what they do. Hey. <laughs> you know. Um, you know, and, and the, the crazy part about it is that they don't, they're, they're cutting off their nose to spite their face. They mm-hmm. want to stop the hunting of lions, bears, and bobcats in this thing. And they don't realize the damage that they will do by doing that. So last year in Arizona, we took 320 lions, 320 lions equates to about 16,000 big game animals saved. Okay. We have, there was a study done here uh, in the early 2000s that said our carrying capacity, a healthy herd of lions should be somewhere between 1,100 to 1,800 lions. We are at 2,500 lions a year. Okay. So we're well above the carrying capacity. So even if we took more than 320, Plus, let me back up a second here. The Arizona fishing game has a threshold. We can only take, and the the number's a little wishy-washy, but I think it's 354. We can only take 354 lions. So even if we took the max that we could take, we're not even putting a dent in the lion population. Not even a dent. Okay? 2,500 lions takes... About 130,000 undulates a year. That's elk, deer, javelina. That's a lot of dead animals, right? And if you leave that and you let that go unchecked, you know, the, the, their mantra is, oh, well, before man interrupted, you know, and everything was honky-dory in life. But the problem is there is 8 billion people in the world now. Okay. That might have been true when there was half a billion people in the world or a billion people in the world. Hell, when I was a kid, there was only 4 billion people in the world, 45, four and a half billion. Now there's eight. It's almost doubled in 40 freaking five years, almost doubled. (laughs) And we have our hands in everything. We consume everything. So we got to be conscientious about conservation. That's why the word is conservation. We have to, you know, give and take with everything and everything needs to be managed just so, so that it continues to go. If you let the, the predators go unchecked, right? Let's say you let both go unchecked. Okay. In, in, in their perfect world, if you let both of them go unchecked, predators and prey, the predators would knock the prey down so far until there wasn't enough for them to feed on. And then they would die off and they would just keep going. They start to cycle going back and forth, back and forth until eventually 
five, six decades from now, it might level out. But that's only in those areas where we're we're talking about wilderness areas, where man doesn't have an impact. Think about it. Where, Where is there not roads? Like, where is there not some... It's very... You know, and it's only out here in the West, right? You go back East, you go to the Midwest, there is none, zero, absolutely zero places that are not touched by man in some way, shape or form, you know, small national forests, quote with my air quotes right there. You know, you have ever been to a national forest in like, I don't know, Kentucky or something. It's like, five square miles. I mean, I'm being, I'm being a little, I'm, I'm not trying to beg on Kentucky. I'm just pulling shit out of my <laughs> ass right now, to be honest with you, but they're not, it's not what you know, what a, what a national forest is out here. Right. That's my point. It's not a big, vast, expansive area where you can say, okay. So if you want to be in a place that you want to live in a world where animals only exist in these small pockets where they're untouched by man, then go go that direction, right? Don't stick with the North American wildlife um, conservation model because guess what? The whole world wishes they did what we did. The whole world. I listen to p- podcasts in Canada. I listen. They always constantly, constantly refer to the United States and how we do things because they wish they do it like that over there. They don't. They're always behind the eight ball with money. Always behind the eight ball with money. Their wildlife conservation efforts are always lacking in funds because they don't do what we do. The rest of the world, animals are privatized. Mostly. There isn't public domain. So if that's what you want, that's the route you want to go, like, okay, like get on board with Husis, right? Or not get on board with uses. As a hunter, I know you're not going to get on board with uses. I know none of your listeners are going to are going to do that. But they're going to sit on their hocks and not do anything for Arizona right now, which is the same goddamn thing, in my opinion. So, I I challenge your listeners to stand up and start their own new initiative right now and say, "I'm going to lock arms with my fellow hunters." whether I'm a predator hunter or not, whether I'm a duck hunter, whatever the case may be, I'm going to join Howl for Wildlife. And every time there's a, you know, one of these bands that come up, I'm going to put my name in the hat. And that's all they're asking of you. It's like, it takes 35 seconds of your time to say, Hey, I'm John Smith. And I approve this message. That's all you're doing, right? <laughs> it's, you know, it's wild to me because, you know, we're sitting here talking about this and, you know, you think about how much these companies make, uh, the, you know, whether it's Husis or, you know, PETA or, you know, I mean, these countless other, you know, animal welfare organizations. Right. Um, and the funny thing is, if if they actually took all of that money and put it, as you were saying, you know, put it into wildlife. Mm-hmm they'd actually probably have a better chance at getting rid of hunting <laughs> by doing that. Absolutely. But not going to do that. Well, yeah. I mean, it'd be really hard for, uh, make the money they're making. Oh yeah. It's a 501 three C, but they're making money. I guarantee freaking to you because guess what? People need to get paid salaries and go look and see what the salaries are. The other people on the board. 
Oh, I'm pretty sure it's, uh, you know, I, from this, this, I don't know how accurate this website is, but it's saying, uh, their CEO is, uh, 250,000, um, over 250,000 quarter of a million dollars a year. Yeah. Um, and that's just a salary. Think about all the, Oh yeah. The, the table kickbacks and all the bullshit. I well, guarantee I mean, you countless I guarantee articles. You that person doesn't live in a, in a little shitty house. That is a guarantee. He oh, probably yeah. shows up to work in his Tesla every day. And, uh, you know, I, it's a very dirty business. It's a very dirty business. And if you really knew, and I don't really want to get into this, but because I don't, I know enough to be dangerous, but I don't know all the nuances of it. So I don't want to speak out of context, but I know that there's laws written. Uh, One of them happens to be, it's like our homestead law that they use. And the best part about it is that law allows them to use the government's money to fight us. So even though they're getting all these billions of dollars and millions and billions of dollars from donations and, you know, throwing commercials with the cute kittens and blah, blah, blah on the TV screen and doing all this stuff and getting big, big name uh, entertainers involved and all this stuff, all that money that they're getting, they're not even having to use all of it for what it's meant to be used for. Where is it going? Because they're using our money, taxpayers' money. They're using the guy that they're fighting. They're using that person's money, okay, to fight us. And I don't really, I don't remember how the law works. And I, I would love, I wish I was prepared to, because I wasn't prepared to talk about this. We kind of went down a tangent here. <laughs> but it, I wish I had that information in front of me. Um, because it's it's frightening. It's pretty shitty. And... You know, if we weren't, like I said earlier, if we weren't such a large industry that uh, produced money in so many different niches, like, you know, travel, lodging, ATV sales, truck sales, and that that's like all these like parallel things that make money off of hunting. And then there's the actual hunting industry itself, like, you know, manufacturing the hunting gear and, and, uh, and guiding and, you know, all that good stuff. I mean, it's an infinite number of, of tendrils that kind of go out and tie into different things. Right. Think Uh, about all the things you do in a year and, and the expenditures that you make and how many of them tie back to hunting somehow. Oh yeah. Like you go buy a jacket and you're like, you know what? I think I'm going to buy the green one just in case I'm going to use it next time I go into the mountain. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, I know. Cause I spent a fucking ridiculous time. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> and if my wife only knew exactly how much it was, I'd be in trouble. Um, so, so I just, I uh, kind of hop back to this really quick. I just found a stat here that says, Almost 5% of the employees of the Humane Society, 5% of their employees make over 100,000. Yeah. It's insane. That is insane. Yeah. No, I know. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. 
but it is what it is. And um, until we can make them obsolete, and I don't, I don't even know how that that's even possible. But until that happens, we got to keep fighting, and we got to fight smart. We got to, we got to play. And I'm not saying we got to play dirty like them, but we got to play with the same set of rules in a way, um, and not continue on. So the current model is very slow moving. All these other hunting organizations out there, they're excellent. You know, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, Mule Deer Foundation, uh, Ducks Unlimited, et cetera. They do great work, but they're best suited. And their main focus originally was and is really habitat uh, acquisition, development, and propagating the whatever species it is that they're, you know, they're part of. And so when things come up, it's a very slow moving thing. So even the, even the people who are geared to fight the other side, like Sportsman's Alliance and Boone and Crockett Club, stuff like SEI, DSC, those, are, yeah. we, those are all very, very necessary organizations, but they're very slow moving and they're very, they're, MO is let's wait till it goes to the courts and then we'll fight it there. You know, I don't, I'm a part of all those organizations and I will continue to support them. We need them uh, because they lobby, they do very important work. But m- my plan is not necessarily my plan, but Howell's plan is to get a lot of this stuff taken care of before it even gets that far. Use the voice of the hunter show them that we are strong when we are when we are together when we lock arms our voice is loud our voice is strong and knock the shit out of the park and then that rare occasion that it, it goes to the next level that's when the big lawyers could come in what what we're going to do is we're going to free up a lot of that money and we're going to have a lot more money to fight things when it gets to that level. And, you know, hopefully those other organizations will, will kick ass. So what, uh, how can people comment? How can people send in their concerns and, and. Okay. So the, the best way to do it right now is to go to howl sign up, as a member, then click on the take action and I will give you this link. So you can put it in your show notes, but click on the take action and you're going to see the Arizona lion and bear and Bobcat band. Click on that. And then you put your name and your email there, click it again and boom. What that's going to do is going to sign you up for health and wildlife. So that anytime in any state that one of these things comes up, you will be notified about it. And Two, by doing the actual action of putting your name and your email on the ban itself, that is going to put you in for the petition that says, I approve this message, but it's also going to send an automatic email from you to the Game and Fish that says, uh, and there's different variations of their, thereof, it's going to, but basically it's going to say, I support science-based wildlife management and I do not agree 
agree with the ban for mountain lion, bear, and uh, bobcat hunting. Very short and sweet. It does what it needs to. Or if you don't want to do that, you can go and there is a email. Um, there's actually two emails, but the best email is azhuntguidelines at azgfd.gov. azhuntguidelines at azgfd.gov. That will, that if you want to send your own email direct to Arizona Fish and Game Department, that would be the way to do it. And either way, it's going to uh, take care of the situation. Um, the one good thing about going through how the two good things for going through how for wildlife is you will be, um, like I said, signed up to get notified the next time there is another ban in a different state, possibly your state, possibly what you like to hunt. Um, and you're also signing the petition and the petition, we are going to hand them the names. So just a little quick background, like last year we were instrumental in getting rid of the bear ban in California. We got 20,000 signatures in two and a half days. And it was literally on the ballot. It was on the ballot. We handed them that and they were like, screw it. Just take it off the ballot. This is stupid. This is not what the public wants. You know, who cares about the 2000 emails we got from Houston? You know, 20, 25,000 people don't want this. Yeah. This is what our constituency wants. And that's what we need. This is not, this is not a political thing. It's apolitical or bipartisan. However you want to put it. We, we just care about wildlife. I don't care if you're a Democrat. I don't care if you're a Republican, Libertarian, you know, Martian doesn't matter to me. Just <laughs> if you care about wildlife and you want to see things continue the way they're continuing, you're a hunter and you want to keep on hunting for the rest of your life and your kids to hunt, your grandkids to hunt. This is something you need to do. I'm telling you, it's important. So, all right. Well, folks, make sure you are checking out howlforwildlife.org. Check out that take action page. It's right up there on the top of the website. Uh, get that petition signed, get that email sent. Um, if you're not going to, if you're not going to sign up for Howl for Wildlife, make sure you send out that email to azhuntguidelines at azgfd.gov. Uh, again, I'll have all of this linked to on the show notes page. It's going to be the wildinitiative.com slash 225. This is important stuff, guys. Like, you know, it's easy. I, I, I get caught up in it too. Sometimes, you know, life gets distracting and you think like, uh, you know, whatever, there's going to be plenty of other people to do this. Right. Exactly. It's, it's easy to get in that mindset. Like I've been there, I get it, but well, I'm going to tell you this, this is critical. No excuses. I own three businesses. I have three children, a wife, one of my businesses, I'm a guide. I do the podcast. I write for a magazine. I, I don't know very many more guys that are busier than me is what I'm trying to get at. You got to find time because if it's something you love, then it's going to go away or at least a portion of it will go away at some point in your lifetime. 
definitely in your children's lifetime. So make it a priority. You know, you got to, my, my dad always told me you got to make time because, you know, it's not, it's not going to get any better. Right. And right now this is an important thing to get done before the 31st. So it really, honestly, it takes about 45 seconds. So it's not really that much time. We're not asking a whole lot of you. Seriously. Don't tell me you're passionate about hunting. Don't tell me you love hunting. If you can't find, you know, uh, 30, 60 seconds out of your day to do this. Right. If you're listening to this podcast, shut it, shut it the hell off right now. Before we even get to the fucking end, don't listen to my outro. (laughs) I don't care. Like go do it right now. Like, yeah. you know, do I, do I just need to like add 60 seconds of silence in here or something? There you go. <laughs> like, okay. Moment of silence. Everybody do it now. Okay. But seriously, like, I mean, you know, I'm, I've got it up right here. This is, this window is going to be staying open, you know, until uh, until I get this email sent and everything, um, but you know, is there is there anything else uh, you want folks to know? Make sure they check out. Just be good to each other, man. Like I know it's it's difficult. I I fall prey to it myself a lot. Like I said, it, it sucks when you show up to your hunting spot and there's some other some other dude there. Um, yeah. We're all, oh, we're all doing oh, trust this. me. I've been in the, tr- I've been in the truck with you. <laughs> yeah, you know, it. You know, I get heated. We, we've both, we've both been there, but, uh, it's just, you know, that shit aside, we, when it comes to the important stuff like this, we need to stick together. That's all. I just keep, I can't hit that at home enough. So, but I thank you guys. Thank you guys for listening to me rant. And thank you, Sam, for having me on. I appreciate it. The more people we can reach, you know, share this, um, share this episode, um, or if, at the very least, share the link to your friends, uh, your hunting buddies, and say, "Hey, listen, this is important. You need to do this." So, awesome. Well, yes, I will make sure to also push this all the hell over all of the outlets that I can uh, get that information up. So, uh, hopefully, we'll see. Hopefully we'll see a large surge uh, once you open this up. So, yeah, I hope so. (laughs) All right, man. Thank you. Appreciate it.